0: Hello and welcome to Conversations Need To Be Had. I'm your host, Chantel Gabriella Jazz, and I am joined by Steph Thompson today. Hi, babe.
1: Hey, what's going on?
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for coming through. Like, literally, listeners, like, it's been a madness. I've been hunting down Steph like a madman. Like, seriously, just... Just to get this moment here, so I'm just so, 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 so grateful So I'm just gonna, um, yeah, I'm just gonna take a step back And we're gonna be having a conversation So Steph, yeah, please introduce yourself and take the stage
1: Hey, hey, Um, my name's Steph and I am 30 years old Uh, I'm a film producer, director, content creator as well Uh, I've been doing that for around 10 years now Mm-hmm. I studied in university, um, but to be fair, I dropped out in my second year. <laughs> <laughs> I was so eager to get get involved, like you know, in the industry. But yeah, so um, if anything, I'm actually a creative. You know, I started off mm. um, as a, a dancer. Um, wow! And when I was younger, I wanted to also be a TV presenter. But I started off dancing. So I did street dance, contemporary, mm-hmm. break dance. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can do you can spin on your head i mean i
0: wish <laughs> i, I, I want to see it man. though man come on can maybe you can tap into those those frequencies and get back there <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah man that's, i stopped i stopped dancing at around 19 years old okay um and i went into uh musical theater ah. and then i went into oh
0: you went into silence what has happened where have you gone and now you're yeah. back now you're back now you're back that's that's all good oh, yeah so tough. so so continue
1: yeah so i went um i stopped dancing around 19 because i had an accident so i went into musical theater i mm. uh, studied that in college as well as drama uh, and then i thought to myself yep this is not for me i would rather uh, be behind the camera, and I think those were the times where I was actually having gender identity issues because I didn't want to play A particular character. I didn't want to play a female mm. character um, in the role that I was given, mm. you know, in one drama d- uh, My well my fi- yeah, final major production um, mm-hmm. where I was like no, nah, I, I don't want to do this. I can play a man I can play a man, and that's where I started to really have, you know, identity conflict mm-hmm. um, So yeah, I I'm, um, I mean, it's self-employed, freelancer. Like you know, I kind of just create content for businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just to help like build their brand across uh, social media networks. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's basically me. <laughs> that was a
0: that was a lovely summary, by the way. Actually, <laughs> you summarised everything very well. But uh, we really want to just unpack like. The full journey, because the reason why, you know, I got you onto this podcast is because of um, that gender identity issues that you've had and, and how that's kind of, you know, played a, a massive role in your journey and, and how you've, you know, experienced different things within yourself, which has got you to today. So I kind of just want to really start from the beginning of, you know, when, when you discovered your sexuality and then... You know how that then unraveled into you know you having gender identity issues.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I guess I first discovered my sexuality at when I was around probably about eleven. Um, mm-hmm. when I, I paid it no mind. I was I just knew I was attracted to the same sex. Um, it's when I when I moved to Jamaica now you know that's when I, I started to. I didn't explore but i like it almost heightened for me it, you know I was just like I could I could feel within myself that I'm I was definitely attracted to 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 girls mm-hmm. you know and um, I although I was just be, I was just being a kid that's what I was in Jamaica I was just a kid you know like just I wanted to explore in terms of like just be adventurous um, mm-hmm. in terms of my childhood not you know sexually but like just as a kid so so I did, mm-hmm. um, you know. But then I realized that you know everyone in Jamaica is quite promiscuous, you know, mm. and it was almost like the in thing to be promiscuous as well. Mm. Um, and I started to see myself getting. Oh, you've cut out again. You're back. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I started to see myself get involved in um, promiscuity. Mm -hmm. Uh, in Jamaica because again like it was the in thing Mm. so um, what had happened was I do remember quite evidently that um, I must have been riding back to my place um, as in like my house uh, one night one evening or I must have been going out what I can't remember Uh, but it's very dark in Jamaica (laughs) there's there's limited street lights so Mm -hmm. you can't really see too much all I remember is you know th- there's this guy that was like always coming to my house but like just standing outside the gates you know coming to check for me like all the time or just calling me catcalling and that mm. kind of thing you know um so he kind of like saw me. he was standing outside of a church that I used to go to okay you know and he kind of like um was, he was speaking to me and then uh before I knew it I was in the back of the church and this guy was trying to do whatever he was trying to do to oh, me
0: God. you know oh, no. and then
1: um, I was just like nah 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 like I can't I cannot do this like you know Um, mm-hmm. so I kind of left there and I, I went home that night I didn't tell my mom, didn't tell my dad I just kind of swept on the carpet I was like yeah mm. um, whatever you know yeah. Um. now I left that there where it was and I know that From that day forward, I made a decision to treat women with respect. I made a decision to treat women the way they deserve to be treated. Mm. But what had had happened was, it's almost like my mind stepped into that role of a man. Mm. And I believe that stemmed from the fact that my dignity was taken from me that night. As in, um, you know, I just did, I lost respect for men, you know. Mm. Um, So I started to kind of like treasure and cherish women. Um, deeper than I did before, um, mm. obviously because you know I was already o- already attracted to women, but then it it was almost like that experience kind of like gave me even more of a reason to, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, kind of like go that way. Now I I came back over here, um, you know, to finish school, mm-hmm. as in like back to the UK because my parents was like it's free. Might as well finish your education here, um, you know, and then we can go back. However, we didn't go back. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, kind of like it was just education for me at the time that like, you know went high school in Wolverhampton. Had one friend, like he was my best friend. It was just me and him together mm-hmm. against the world, basically, you know, because Aww. I knew there was something different about me and him. So um, you know, we even though we would kind of like go in and out of like little cliques and stuff, we would never associate ourselves with cliques we kind of separate ourselves from the pack. The pack. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it got to, when I left school now, that's when things started to change a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Bearing in mind, yes, I still recognise that I was still attracted to women at the time, but I didn't entertain it as much. Mm-hmm. It was just about school, you know, it was about me and my best friend, you know, innocent mm-hmm. childhood stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But I grew up and I grew, um, I, again, the norm thing was to be with a man, right? A, a mm. woman should be with a man. A man should be with a woman. That mm. was the norm thing. So I, was, I kind of followed that for a minute, and um, you know, kind of like got into like little semi. Let's say, let's call them semi relationships for now <laughs> with, with, with guys, you know. But I was, it was always me in control. I needed to have that control. Mm. Um, it's almost like it always me in control. I would kind of like lead the relationship, you know. I would be that person, like you know, that was you know, it goes my way, you know and mm. um, I would never really enjoy being in these relationships either, it was just very okay, because it's the in thing, let's just do it, whatever you mm, know mm. Um, I anyway. did
0: exactly the same thing, you know exactly mm. the same thing it was just literally because that's what society has told me to do this is now why I'm doing this and I used to like would want to get with people that I knew that my friends would like because I didn't necessarily Mm -hmm. like them because I wasn't attracted to men like that. Do you get what I mean? But anyway, carry on, I just wanted to add
1: that in in there. That's okay, that's okay. But um, yeah, yeah, so I I did it because everyone else was doing it as well, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what was normal to me in my eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I wasn't trying to, I didn't ever think forward. Like as in, I didn't think ahead. Everything was just for the moment, in the moment. and i was more concentrating on dance at the time because mm. i'd left school so like college time comes now and now i, fi- I find this um website called downlink yes the website. classic
0: downlink
1: You know that yes wow. well,
0: listen <laughs> for people that don't know what downlink is yeah Please explain what Downlink was for us, because literally for our community, it was, it was Facebook, do you get what I mean? But yeah, tell them what it
1: was, man. Um, Well, Downlink was basically, it's almost like a a bunch of chat rooms on one website where you could, where we could explore, um, you know, uh, or speak to, shall I say, others that, you know, feel the same way, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. as uh, us. I saw a whole black community on Downing mm, yes, that was exploring exactly. their sexuality. Mm-hmm. You know, because I I I'd never like really under not understood it, but I knew that I was attracted. I was just like, how do we go about this? Yeah, exactly. How do you, you know, go so about it? <laughs> yeah, so I found it, I found that, and then I. Um those I'm american chat rooms Americans. though were
0: mad sorry to cut you but them
1: american chat rooms were
0: <laughs> absolute. because them lesbians over in america they don't play no games like and that's how i <laughs> learned about all of the different like labels all the different roles like Stud and femme and mm. this and that and wow yeah anyway exactly the same same
1: that's what I learned, all those <laughs> we didn't have that now.
0: you mean, like that's it we did we didn't it was mad but anyway yeah
1: mm. <laughs> 100%, that's where I am um, learn all those terminologies then mm. I st- started to see that I fit more into the stud category mm-hmm. and then I was like okay um, I'm a stud you know uh, I'm the one who's gonna take control hmm X Y and Z um, but amongst that um, I was living a double life so okay cool yes the sexuality was one but then the other thing for me was identity mm. so at that moment I would find other chat rooms outside of Downlink, such as Black Chat. Oh um, yeah! Wow. Uh, wow! We're the same age group, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we really are. <laughs> mad, mad, mad! Wow. Because every time because. you say these
0: keywords, I'm like, you're taking me back. How far?
1: <laughs> yeah, man.
0: So Black Chat
1: was the thing at the time. You know, I was literally like. Let me explore black chat because mm. obviously on there that you didn't really have profiles. We had Emerson mm. but Emerson had that little um you know, MOG. You didn't really have pictures up too tough, you know. Mm. Um so yeah, black chat was it was it for me. I created like a fake account as well. Uh Um so on this fake account I would then use somebody else's photos and pretend to be that person. So I made a whole profile. You were doing like we catfish. That catfish, we call that catfish today, yeah? <laughs> So, do not catfish Mm-mm. now, and um, I built a whole nother life. Whole nother wow. life. Why? Because I want. There was this something within me to say that no. I don't even like the word lesbian. I don't even like mm. the word stud. Like, that doesn't fit me. But I didn't, I didn't... I just didn't understand it. I was like, okay, let me try this out then. You know, so then I started to catfish for quite a while, about a year. And I met many different women. Not physically, just met online. Mm. Many different women. And I would have relationships with these women as well. Like, you know, I'm not proud about this that I'm talking about. Mm. Because it's completely psychologically damaging. Mm. Um, um, so... Yeah, I'd speak to these women, build relationships with them And then my ego would also be built Because, Mm. you know, that woman then would be treating me like a man You know, um, and and giving me that room to kind of, like, exercise my masculinity at the time Mm. So then um, I met this girl uh, from catfishing that I actually fell in love with Everybody else was playtime for me Um, You know, I would deeper my voice on these um phone calls i'd you know give them my number you know have a deep voice and um all these different types of things they just thought they were speaking to this light skinned mixed race guy who was peng basically
0: wow so he's even a light skinned guy so was you was you dealing with your own race as well in that did you feel like oh only like mixed race because i know back in the day that's how people used to carry on it's only mixed race guys so did you think that you wasn't
1: beautiful in, in your colour. Do you get what I mean? As your colour story. I, d- I don't think I emphasised I I that, but I knew that people would be way more attracted to a light-skinned guy than a black guy. Mm. You know, and then it was easy as well because the maddest thing, though, Chantal, is that this guy lived in Birmingham. I lived in Wolverhampton at the time. Stop it. Really? I didn't know him, but I researched him that hard. That I knew everything about him. You're not, You're a Scorpio, of course. You researched.
0: <laughs> you get. You, 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 yeah, but I get that. I get that.
1: Wow, that is. Well, hear the joke though. Like me using his profile, and then when I moved, because I, I became homeless for some time, and then when okay. I moved to Birmingham, I moved into like um, the orchard in Erdington. Mhm. And it, who moved into the same place as me? Oh my god! The that same is... said guy. No. no. <laughs> oh <my God>. Honestly. <laughs> I couldn't believe I was like, I I was so shook. I was like, I've been using your whole life. Mm -mm." Anyway, moving on. That was God, boy. That was God slapping you
0: in the face. Like, what are you doing?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, like I am, I. Yeah, with this this profile, I was living a complete double. Actually, wow. I was living a triple life because I was doing downlink, and I was doing up doing up black chat, MSN, no, and this this, <laughs> this 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 guy that I created. So I, his name was Trey, right? Okay. Um, oh, those B- ass mixed race guy names. Oh. my God. Yeah, man, it was like <laughs> Trey something back in them days. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like them days, it was just like lovey dovey this lovey dovey. Every that. day, I treat you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I played on that anyway because that's, that's where the feelings were in it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I met this one girl that I genuinely fell in love with. So I thought then, um, and I was like, This is eating me up now. My conscience is eating mm. me alive. I genuinely want to be with this girl, but how's she gonna take it mm. if I come out to her, if I tell her the truth, you know? Wow. so Anyway, I ended up telling her the truth, I said, look, I'm not who you think I am, you know, um, in fact, you know, I'm a girl, and yeah. she's like, she was so shocked, she's like, P- put your voice though, I was like, yeah, I deep on my voice, my mm-hmm. voice is now deep, she's like, but you have a deep voice for a girl, and I was like, I know, but like, I-, I made it deep on purpose. Mm. And she was so shocked, just like crying. And I was like, Look, I hope you can forgive me. You know, I really still love to be with you or meet you, like, meet you or something, you know. Mm. Because the maddest thing is, I was going to meet these girls, I'd set up dating times and I'd meet these girls, but they wouldn't know it's me. So wow. I would, it's almost like I was spying, stalking kind of thing. It's just it's really disgusting, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, and then, you know, like, she actually. It forgave me at that point she was just like you, you know what let, lets me up kind of thing I was like what that like, even though I've done this you still want to entertain a relationship with me so I went to meet her. she was actually from Hansworth okay. um, and I we basically built a relationship from there like and that's the first time I really experienced what we call I want to put it on in quotes true love mm.
0: um
1: so yeah we had we was together for a while and You know, being in that relationship, it's almost like a community started to form around us, Mm. um, but from my perspective anyway, and that community, you know, I started to find many, many other people who were gay or lesbian or whatever Uh uh, in Birmingham and in Wolverhampton. So from then forward, I started to put on house parties, so like gay house parties where it would just be a bag of... Nonsense going on mm. <laughs> in the house party, like you know, and I, you know, my, the circle grew and it grew, and then urban slag came along, and then uh... it was just like, let's get, you know, I mean, then I was like, wow, there's so much black gay people. Then I, we found, <laughs> <that about hostels. laughs> we found out about hostels, we found out about hostas versus divas, of so course, like, oh, and then there was the booty, and I was yes. like, whoa this, it just kept growing and uh, growing and uh. growing. And then um, I started to go to these places. Me and that girl had broken up as well. And then I kind of, like, got into another relationship with someone else. Um, And then even in in that relationship, I started to play around, like, you know... um, i wasn't serious because something had happened in the beginning which made me you know which broke the trust okay so i me as a vengeful person um, at the time I, I i was like i need to get my own back i need to get my own back you know Damn. um what me getting my own back didn't happen once twice or three times it happened all the time wow. you know so i was in this relationship i was like yeah this girl's home for me but yeah i'm gonna go out there and do my own thing you know right um, so to boy exactly mm-hmm. but as a girl you know what mm-hmm, I mean mm-hmm. so um yeah I did a lot of cheating in that relationship to the point where it broke her and we ended up breaking up anyway um that was quite a, yeah that was a quite an intense relationship very toxic mm-hmm. relationship as well should never happen what happened, but, it happened. Mm-hmm. but anyway you know I kind of got very egotistical you know mm-hmm. because um as a stud, you know, you're seen as the man of the community, mm-hmm. right? So it's like you're getting all the attention from the girls. That stud of them, stud of them. And when, when someone was like, for example, um, a tomboy or a STEM, it was like, mm, you're stepping on man's territory. You, you get what I'm saying? So can you, I can can just stud, say that
0: what you're we, saying very is political. so true? Yeah, it's true. It was, it is in them times it was political because of those um roles those identity roles that we were playing within our community because that happened to me i had so-called studs coming for me in heaven one time just because they thought i was screwing them do you get what i mean it's just Mm. like it was them days were just i don't know obviously now no one's going out so (laughs) like you know i don't know if they have that same sort of thing going on but I feel like back then the way that we were going on was really
1: really toxic to ourselves but anyway Mm, very Mm. yeah very very Um, yeah so you know I started to see how these labels started to define Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. and those (sighs) just to take it back a little bit around when I was around 19 in that relationship the first relationship that I got with Okay, got into you. Sorry, well, it was actually a second what year? Um, first proper relationship, let's say. I had met my first transgender friend, mm-hmm. and I was like, Yo, like, a cluck it. This is exactly what I feel like. This is me.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: said, You know, I was saying to him, I was like, Yo, so, what, what, you know, give me some of what you're getting. Like, what, what, I was so fascinated mm-hmm. by everything you know and then I started to kind of like strap my chest down uh, it was in my breasts at the time mm-hmm. you know just to appear to have a flatter chest wearing bucket hats like my my clothes got baggier used to drop my pants like yo know, I did everything to disguise my femininity mm-hmm. everything you know and I started to get even more insecure so that insecurity then would channel into ego that ego then would channel into narcissism and that mm-hmm. narcissism then became me that was my identity mm-hmm. you know so then I'd use that and I'd play on it and I'd get all the women that I could get like I literally thought I was God's gift from heaven because I was getting all these girls mm-hmm. right and then um, yeah it, again I had a very distorted image of what it means to be a man mm-hmm. because I was stepping into a role an unknown role that I didn't know much about which I thought I did but I didn't you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so um, yeah, I, I I got into many relationships. Uh, you know, very promiscuous. Um, you know, I was I was yeah I was completely just. Mm-mm. I was not the prettiest person. Is in like. I had status. Mm-hmm. You know, I had um, money at the time. I was driving. Like I had quite a, quite a few things that really caught women's eyes. You know, and then obviously at that age in your twenties, like like early twenties. You're kind of gullible you know yeah you know you can present a whole world to a woman and a woman saying yes mm-hmm. you know and then it's almost like it was my thing to turn straight women not to turn them just to be that man in that relationship you know what i mean mm-hmm. but i would only date let's say straight women because i didn't get along with lesbians or i did want to even you know associate myself with that it was just very toxic
0: mm-hmm. anyway, it's like ego again
1: there um, you yeah mm. so yeah i in and out of these relationships, though, I end up at. Um, in between these times, though, Chantel, I was researching heavily what it means to be transgender.
0: Okay. So
1: I used to come across these YouTube videos um, of, of, of people in America mm. that would transition. Um, from female to male. I never used to watch, like, the other other way, like, male to female. It was all, all, always educating myself on, you know, how to transition, what, 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 what uh, testosterone they use and, like, how often mm. they take the shots, seeing the transformation, because everyone was vlogging at that time as well. Mm. You know, but vlogging their journeys, like, you know, and you see their transformation from one month to six months, from six months to 12 months, and it's like, you know, those seeds were planted in me from from mm, early you know
0: mm, and i'm like i could
1: never do this like but wow you look amazing you know how much people would like accept me and how much people would mm, like me you know wonder what i would look like a, you know with a beard or you know as a man or with a deeper voice or, mm, with no breasts and man i hated myself so mm. much um like I'm, you know now that i'm reflecting on it i'm just like bro you you, you kind of put yourself through all of that you know for acceptance. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know.
1: So, um, I 2014 come now um, done the dance is basically i um, I got into a hmm, I wouldn't get into a deep state of depression depression here, but what I would say is um I was going around in circles, so it was mm-hmm. the same thing, day in, day out, party drama, party drama, drama, party more drama, mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I mean, like, the gay community drama is just levels, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, there's levels you know? to the
0: drama, the gay shit, okay, <laughs> exactly. no, like, there was levels to listen, it,
1: like, I'm
0: telling
1: I mean? you, I'm telling you, oh my god, but yeah, <laughs> wow, yeah man, so, um, I was like, okay, I've had enough of this, but I had all, already built up a status for myself so the community knew me very mm. well. You know, being a host of all these different parties and like live music nights and poetry nights and all this. How was the stuff scene in involved. Birmingham? You know what, we merged it with London, you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we merged it with London. The scene in Birmingham, it was so small, everybody dating everybody, like everyone up in everyone's business and it was mm. just toxic you yeah. know um and i say this based on my own perspective and what i got from it mm. there may be other views from other people but this is like my story and it mm-hmm. um so yeah like um it was it was toxic mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, you know the point where everyone dating everyone you wanna you wanted to kind of find straight women to bring in basically okay, okay, okay. you know and then um yeah like it was just a a, a load of different things that. That were happening at that time, so mm. yeah I, I got into a relationship with this um this other girl, you know um and it's almost i think it was early two thousand no late two thousand and thirteen um you know my sister had but be- sorry cut out. um my sister had basically phoned me at one point, and um she was like, you know. Um, come to London kind of thing you know and she told me to come to London I went to London mm-hmm. and she she invited me to church and they were having like a baptism okay, a baptism service kind of thing so I went to church and um, I didn't know actually and then she was like you know what you might as well get baptized blah 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 and I'm like hang on um, in my head I'm like fretting I'm like but, but, but I'm not ready I'm in a relationship Da-da-da-da-da. all of this all of this all of that you know and I'm like but I don't even know what's going to happen like can I still be in a relationship? I had no idea. Mm-mm. I was lost, you know. Anyway, went round about, put on this white robe, and they dipped me at some church called Ruak okay. in London. Um, they dipped me, got baptized, and um, that same night I made my way back to Birmingham with my girlfriend at the time, and I'm like, I don't know what to do with in a relationship. I don't think this is right, you know. I need somewhere. I need someone to show me the Bible where it's wrong or right. You know what I mean, and that kind mm. of thing. So I was just like, um, okay. Let me just maybe this can actually work. Maybe my girlfriend can get baptized as well da, 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 you know mm-hmm. um obviously I didn't understand sin, I didn't understand the walk, you know, mm. um, so I tried to do the walk, even though I had no knowledge of the walk mm-hmm. um, me and my girlfriend continue to be together. And I, you know, I just fed into it even more and more, like, as in like into my lifestyle, to the point where I was like, you know what? Forget this. Why is there so much religions out there? Let me go and try. And let me go and explore. You know. Mm. I was like, there's Buddhism, there's this, there's that, and I said to my sister on the phone, I was like, I'm gonna try. Like, no, don't do it. It's off the devil. You know. And I was just like, how do you know that? You ain't tried it. You know what I mean? Like, mm. um. So that's when I made the decision to let go of Christianity. Okay. Um. So then. I went into a deep state of depression. Wow. Well, about three months after that. Mm-mm. And I was like... I started living with my friend at the time. Mm. And, um, well, I wasn't living with her. I was just staying at her house because I didn't want to see anyone. I didn't go anywhere. Didn't speak to much people. It was just mm. me against the world. That's what it felt like. But well, now, this is the point where I started to battle my gender. I okay. was like, I've never felt like a woman. I've never, I've never connected with it, like... I don't understand it like I just don't get it why was I born like this you know mm. all of these thoughts start to go around in my mind and then um, it manifested itself into the decision that I made which was the transition mm. and um, you know I just woke up one morning and I said to my friend at the yard I was like guess what she's like you're going to transition into a man I was like yep how do you know she's like I could just sense it I don't even feel comfortable calling you a girl and I was like you are." Mm-hmm. and then she's like yep and I was like, "Wow, okay, that means it's meant to be." So it's almost like the affirmation—not affirmation, that affirmation, like confirmation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I changed my name. You know, uh, by deed Paul. Um, you know, I began my medical transition then, like later, like September two thousand and fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that medical transition, I decided to come out on the internet on YouTube because I am um, yeah vlogging as well. So I was just like, let me come out on the internet that mm. way. I don't have to. Keep repeating myself to people, you know. So I came out uh, like on a vlog, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah. I said a bunch of stuff, <laughs> mm. and then um, you know, I started the journey. Like, obviously, my, my family was taken aback, but some people were supportive, others were like, nah, nah, you mm. know. Um, which again, you know, some were like, just like, no, because of obviously their religion, you mm, know. Mm, so um, mm. I went on this journey and I felt very much alone again um, I knew like probably just a handful of like trans men mm-hmm. at that time although I'd watched a lot of videos like in my circle immediate circle I knew a handful of trans mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. Um, so yeah when I was turning everything started to change and I would vlog again like you know every single uh, week or two weeks or something like that my transition you know how I would look how I would sound how I would feel like everything was documented so I grew even more of a following Mm. um on youtube that following then turned into bbc contacting me mm-hmm. contacting me. i went onto the radio spoke about what it's like to transition medically mm. you know and then bbc newsbeat would get in contact with me and they were like yo let's do a documentary mm. um you know you go back to jamaica you come out to your, um, your brother that. over there mm-hmm. you watch that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and um so i was like yep yeah, all right let's do it because at least then i don't have to come out again and again and again to the exactly. family all yeah, around yeah, the world yeah. that I have mm. you know and then uh, I did that and that went like it just blew up like blew up when it came out it, it went viral I didn't leave my yard for a good six weeks I was wow. like I don't even want to know like um you know I didn't want to feel judgment I didn't mm-hmm. want to feel negativity I was like let me just hide myself in my yard you know whereas the the guy that I went with the other guy that I went through he was embracing it it was hard for me to embrace it mm-hmm. So I was like this is not the limelight that I was asking for in fact I wasn't even asking for limelight mm-hmm. I just want to live as Stefan yeah. you know um so I went through again another mental like breakdown um, mm-hmm. and then I finally came out at, at the end uh you know leave my yard all the time and then um, I get stuck by people constantly. Like wow. it's almost like I became a spokesperson for the community. Yeah, um,
0: shit. That so that then... happens a lot, though, isn't it for people. Like I feel like in mm-hmm. modern times, like there's a lot of people that are like becoming like spokespeople for um, trans people, and I don't know. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just. I don't know. I don't want to talk about that just yet. But yeah, let, carry on. <laughs> just because mm-hmm. some things I want to talk about a bit, but. Bit
1: it does happen, <laughs> obviously, because you know there's a lot of people in the community that do struggle. They do mm, genuinely. They so support. they, it's almost like they need that support mm. to say that you know what, I've done it, so can you? You know, mm. um, so I did. Um, I did a lot of talks with different companies, like you know, um, just when you know all the amazon audible um you know bbc one extra Mm -hmm. uh, Newsbee, like you know i just started to get emails after emails after emails of people trying to say yo again you know not i'm I'm not saying i'm one of the first black trans men to come out Mm because i'm not Mm -hmm. but Evidently, I went to one of the most homophobic countries in the world. Mm. You know, so it was seen as bravery, mm. and that's how it was pictured in the media. So I had to be that um, sp- spokesperson, and I wanted mm. to help people basically transition because so many people had felt like, I I, I did at the time. Mm. Um, so yeah, I became that, and I was like, I still continue to vlog, and I was like, nah. This isn't it. Like I just want to transition. I just want to be known as Stefan the filmmaker. Mm -hmm. Leave me alone. So then I started to distance myself from the community, Mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm gonna find myself a straight best friend, basically. Okay. What male, male biological. Okay. I literally wanted to cut off the whole community. I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm not doing this no more. And I found myself a straight male best friend who was biologically born male. Okay. So it helped me understand heterosexuality it helped me understand the balance between masculinity and fam- femininity
0: wow. it helped me
1: merge into the heterosexual world as world as a man but based on me living as a man I also then um, I I experienced all the intersectionalities of what it means to be a black man too. Mm.
0: now this was a whole
1: complete different world you know mm-hmm. and um, so he was mixed race by the way and it was just like um you know he could understand it as well from his perspective of like being the only mixed race guy in a white school, you know, he was wow. still black, kind yeah. of thing. So we kind of like gelled very well and then we became business partners. Oh wow. Um, so we moved in together and um you know yeah, he became a best friend. We was literally just like, you know, together forever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, day in, day out kind of thing. And that's when I started to let go and chip away at the attachments um of the lgbtq community Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. remember at that time it also started to evolve a little bit more so Mm -hmm. the whole labels of stood firm like kind of started to like dissolve Mm -hmm. and then you know the the you know the queer word came in a little bit more yeah um, which was the umbrella of like you know or whatever else we have right now you know Mm -hmm. so i um like based on that i started to really concentrate more or should i say focus more on my career Mm. because like i said almost like in between these times i'm still doing a lot of like you know film work Mm -hmm. um you know where i kind of like break down stigmas um or detach like stereotypes from the lgbt community i'll do a lot of lgbt community like work in terms of filmmaking um, you know i made this series called through my eyes as well mm. and i made another one called killing your man i made quite a few things as well that was in alignment in alignment to the struggles that we face as people who are lgbt mm-hmm. um so yeah when i met him we kind of made other things that were away from that it was more directed towards race okay. um and like just really creating as human beings as individuals so mm. you know not so much labels it's more so humans you know mm. um and i really loved that journey actually um and i didn't m- i mentioned to him before i was just like you know i want to get closer to god you know mm. uh, i want to explore this like spiritual walk that you're on he was into like um, not was he's you know he's into you know uh new age spirituality basically okay and that's the route that i kind of went down um, mm-hmm. with him and it just came it just came naturally at that time anyway mm-hmm. um <clears throat> I started to understand a little bit more about tarot card readings, astral mm. projection, um, you know, like past life readings as well. And like, mm. yeah, uh, all these different types of things anyway. And then um, again, on top of that, we were literally just working to build our company.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so
1: then I stopped making vlogs because uh, like I said, I wanted to, I didn't want the limelight anymore. I needed to detach myself. Mm -hmm. So amongst that, like you know, I used to do the whole manifestation thing as well. Like you know, trying to manifest my girlfriend at the time, and that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And there was this girl that I like genuinely really liked, you know. And I was just like, hang on, yo, she, she's her. Like she's the one that I want to be with for life. I, I had a dream about her. And mm. everything I was like, wow! And then, then, then all of a sudden, I was sitting around my social media. I was like, Hang oh, on, huh? That's <laughs> the thing I joked about. Who's this? You know, like you know, my ima- the image that I had in my head—again became very distorted. Mm-hmm. Um, so I manifested it, and it happened. We got into a relationship. We got into something. Um, and then I was like, yeah, this is where I can really finally be in a heterosexual relationship. Okay. Um, you know, without. Having the attachments of LGBTQ, mm-hmm. you know, she's not delved into that before. If anything, I'm probably the first trans guy that she's been with. She don't even see me as a trans guy. She sees me as a man, perfect, mm-hmm. you know. So she was affirming everything that I needed to be affirmed mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, without even realizing. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, again, my the, the 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 masculinity that I had became very toxic. Very, okay. You know the very stereotypical, that stereotypical black man. Um, you know, and what is and that?
0: What is that? How was you behaving at that time?
1: Misogynistic, mm-hmm. narcissistic, mm-hmm. Um, traditional. Mm. Um, yeah, like I just, mm, yeah, it was just very toxic, like the man had to be the man Hmm. you know you you know women y'all are in the kitchen you're in the house that kind of thing that's wow that's how he was going on oh oh, "Oh, man for cook like i know this is the maddest thing and the thing is i didn't come from that type of family this is what i'm
0: thinking i'm like
1: hold on (laughs) so it didn't come from that type of family like my mom was a matriarch Mm -hmm. a woman my dad worked, not, you know what I mean? My dad mm-hmm. obviously he worked and stuff and he'd done his part. But mm-hmm. my mum ruled the household, yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she worked as well. Do you get me? Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, I've got this distorted perception of mm-hmm. what it means to be a mm-hmm. man now
0: mm-hmm. because,
1: of, like, I stepped into a role I knew nothing about. Mm. Now I'm carrying the now now I'm carrying the stereotypes of a of a black man because that's what I created. Because mm. mm. I'm obviously observing how certain things are happening mm-hmm. as I'm going through this journey and I'm, I'm embodying all of these characteristics now. Yes. You know. Yes. So I'm stroking my own ego mm-hmm. with this masculinity that I saw, so I perverted myself. Mm. So, you know, she would kind of like you know my, obviously the last girlfriend. She would really help me unpack bearing in mind i would go for therapy mm-hmm. throughout these times you know and i would also speak to my ex-girlfriends to ask them you know how was i you know how did i behave like how was i with you because mm. remember when you've got like okay I-, I can't say remember but like when you're medically transitioning yes mm. you account for the psychological change mm. but you don't realize how much it will affect not only you but mm. others mm-hmm. this so is what i wanted to talk on mm. yeah, yeah yeah that's
0: what i wanted to speak on is is how how did that impact you that that drug like what what was it like because i've heard people as well say that they were dating someone who was trans and because they were taking that it was making them really violent it was making them Mm. like hypersexual like wanting sex all the time and Mm. just acting really not balanced so i'd really love for Mm -hmm. you to just share that perspective that you had
1: yeah so um Yes, I was. My libido went up, you mm. know, like sky high, hit the roof, man. I just couldn't stop, wow. you know. Um, and yes, again, there was this sense of hyper masculinity. Mm-hmm. So it's like we get, you know, it, we go through puberty again, basically. Okay. But puberty. This time we're experiencing puberty in like adulthood. That's how I experienced it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like okay, so now I'm starting from scratch again. You know, my body's adjusting, it's changing, my skin's changing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my, my jawline's getting sharper. I'm, sharper so your beard's growing your voice is dropping um, and then all of these changes are happening physically whilst all the changes are also happening mentally mm. you know we don't get taught what it means to be a man to try tran- you know whilst we're transitioning we're just going through it like you know mm. just you know Bonnie hopping into it kind of thing <clears throat> although we have therapy the therapist therapy is there to make sure that you're stable yeah mentally but how much more stable can we be if we're not really assessing why we really need to transition? Ooh, yes. Oh, God, I love the way you uh, worded that. (laughs) mm,
0: mm.
1: I went through the psychological change and I remember an ex saying to me, you were so suicidal. And I was like, was I? She's like, "Yep." She's like, you just wanted to end it. You wanted to end it. You're triggered by everything, you know. Uh, It was just so, like... Um, she used the word like emo- like she was emotional watching me go through it mm. and I was like I never thought of stepping outside of myself and looking at me going through all those changes mm-hmm. and I was like wow it was such a drastic change you know um, I thought I was fine you know me being in it I was like yeah man I'm good you know what I mean but if this person triggers me or misgenders me um, you know that's it I'm going for them wow. <laughs> do wow. you know what I mean um like I was irritable, highly
0: irritable.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh highly emotional. I was also um yeah, just very snappy, like uh high libido, like it was it was horrible. It mm. was actually horrible. Mm. Like, you know, when she said I was suicidal, yes I was suicidal because you know I wouldn't I wasn't getting the acceptance that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Just seeking it outside of myself mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah, like it was a very like I said although I had the therapy. Sessions. Mm-hmm. It was still you, you. You know, you against the world, like me against the world, kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the world is against me. I'm having to defend myself all the time. It's like the fight became worse. Like yes, there's one thing fighting for LGBT rights. There's another thing fighting for trans rights, mm. especially where there was no rights for trans people. You know, at the time it was just like, yeah. Uh, how can I even go into this bathroom right now and like sit down? I need to stand up. Wow. I should have. A penis in front of me, but yeah I'm sitting down and mm, I got a whole beard on my face. Mm, you know mm. what I mean? It was that constant war in my mind, like, will I ever be fully man? Or wow. you know, like, can I ever reach that state of being biologically male? Can I impregnate someone? Can I have Can I live life normally like how i like wow. biological male would? Mm. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> I couldn't accept myself even being transgender. Wow. Like, I just really wanted to rid the label, which is why I intended to get into a heterosexual relationship, move more into a heterosexual community, have heterosexual friends, Mm -hmm. um, heteronormative lifestyle, basically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And I was just like, man, you know, will this ever, ever stop? Will it come to a point where I'll be, where I'll, you know, be comfortable enough to say, all right, cool, this is it now, or do I have to move out of my own community, go to somewhere like America, so I can live, I don't know, like a hobo, and where no one knows me, and I can just live as Stefan, and I don't have to keep disclosing my identity mm-hmm. to people. You know, so this there's this battle that was going on in my mind every single day, but I was covering it up with work.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: filmmaker, filmmaker, let's make films. Da 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 da. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, Chatting up girls along the way, you know what I mean. Trying to rub and stroke my ego again and build that masculinity back up, and you know, making me feel good about myself. That yeah, I'm doing the right thing, and the people, you know, affirming that yeah, you're brave. Keep it going, mm-hmm. man. Do you even know what I'm feeling inside? Mm-hmm. You're brave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't know the mental torment that's actually happening. Wow. To you know, someone who's transgender. is that constant conflict. And just, you know, it was horrible for me. But mm. I didn't want to admit that it was. I uh-huh. needed to put on this facade. Uh-huh. Because
0: not many people speak on, about that.
1: Sorry to cut you. Not around, you? No, carry on, carry on. No, because
0: many people don't speak about the psychological... Um, damage that can be or effects that can be done in that transitional period no one really it's like for me as someone who's not in that boat like I would just assume that if someone has perceived themselves or feels that they are something and that now that they're going through that transition that it literally their life is full of daffodils and you know they're living their best life now but you know just to hear what you're saying it's just it's like wow like this is not something that anyone should take lightly and you know, I feel like sometimes, you know, people just look at the aesthetic and don't realise the actual biological effects that is happening to your body and the significance of how you've been designed already. And how taking this, you know, outside of yourself substance that's going to make you to yourself feel that you are this thing or you not thing, but you are this um, person that you, you believe that you are. It's like, but. It could actually make you even worse
1: like and i don't think no one talks mm. about that you know yeah you know like uh, completely for myself i can say for myself mm. it's true everything we do is to cover up the pain right mm. you know and you're trying to get to this place uh where we feel comfortable as a human being mm. rather than looking within ourselves and saying you know the broken pieces of ourselves was left in our childhood really mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. you know so
1: you know as we go through all these different types of scenarios or situations that we incur along the way like you know to adulthood where we're we're now building a persona yes so that persona again the outer ego right that will you know protect whatever is vulnerable within you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know the heart is a vulnerable place mm-hmm. and I, I guess that's where God got me my heart you know mm. I mean, no one could tell me any different about you know head knowledge or like mm, trans yeah. knowledge or lgbt rights or humor no one can veganism nothing it the heart walk one for your heart you know i'll get there but like yeah so i knew like every single year i felt some type of i didn't want to be here you know, um, I just like really psychologically it burned me out. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, when I think about think back to it now, I'm like, wow, like there's so much that my body injured, injured,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and my mind as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I really put my body through a lot, um, and I just think about. I just remember also being um, on the waiting list to have the final surgery. Okay, I said. Something said, get off that waiting list, literally. Really. So something small said to me, get off that wait. Do not Mm-mm. have lower surgery. You know, and I made the decision to basically not go through with lower surgery in mm-hmm. s- September two thousand nineteen, I think. Wow. And That's when I, uh, I I became super depressed again because I had lost. I felt like everything was melting away from me. So okay. Uh, me and my girlfriend were breaking up basically. Um, even though we wasn't together, we were just breaking things up because it became a burden for her as well per se because she all of a sudden was now fighting a cause that she's never fought before mm-hmm. you know what I mean and it was just like for me to even put her through that like it was subconscious mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't direct so I was like, you know what you don't have to worry about what people say to you, but her family members were worried you know what I mean like they yeah, were like yeah, 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 yeah. yo you know what I mean like Imagine someone who's now like having to reconsider their sexuality, mm. you know. And even though I'm like, nah, nah, I'm not a girl, I'm a man. I'm a man. Mm. I'm a man. I'm drumming it down her, you know. Um, and she's seen that as well. She's like, I know I can see that. But I know that sometimes in her heart it did confuse her.
0: Oh bless her.
1: But um, yeah. So we were breaking off anyway. Um, and I just remember like last my film business as well. As in like we lost the uh, office to our film okay. company couldn't afford to pay the rent anymore,
0: um,
1: and then I was homeless and I sleep sleeping at the office. And then one night, I remember one day actually my friend was having a conversation with one of the women that works with us in that office, mm-hmm. and he was talking about so to be so graphic, but like uh, he was just talking about the way he fixes himself wearing boxes. and I felt so excluded out of that conversation as someone Mm -hmm. who was supposed to be a man Mm -hmm. that I just I I went literally in my head I think something broke (laughs) something broke Mm -hmm. in me and that's when I was like I cannot even come into this conversation or get involved in this conversation because I cannot relate Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that makes me feel it almost like it brought you know the reality of my situation to the surface Mm -hmm. and now I had to deal with this I was like in, like I didn't say it in my head, but it was almost like you would never be a biological male, mm-hmm. and that's what you're trying to aim for. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be transgender. You didn't want to be a lesbian. You didn't want to be a stud. Mm-hmm. You had all these conflicts, all these ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, you're emotionally dependent upon women. You know, now you become this toxic male who's trying to undo misogyny. You're trying to undo, um, you know, the stereotypes. You're trying to advocate for this. You're trying to do all these films, you're trying to speak on behalf of people. R- who are you? That's mm-hmm. when I'm really started to question myself. Mm-hmm. You know who mm-hmm. are you? Mm-hmm. You're covering up one of this thing and masking masking it so to the outside world you're this this alpha male. Who don't mm. even look female you know who, who's mm. had the best transition or the best top surgery mm. and blah 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 puff 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 ego ego mm. ego mm. but yet yeah, you you haven't even dealt with the you know the um the 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 most integral part of yourself which is the heart mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah that's when i was like that's it I'm gonna take my life So I t- like you know my intention was to you know you know drown myself in the reservoir yeah. and i did walk there um, I stayed at the bus stop though like um it was like 2 a.m in the morning and I was literally sitting at the bus stop like what has my life come to Mm-mm. um well anyway I am um, on the way to the reservoir was my friend's house something just told me to go to her yard even though I've not seen her in so long
0: mm-hmm. and I don't
1: even remember where she lives and then she lives in a block of flats how am I going to get in anyway I went there you know, she lives in one of those tower blocks, so you have to kind of key in a number or press the buzzer okay. to get in. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I didn't remember the number, but something told me to open the door. I opened the door. It was open, and I was like, "Wow, look at this!" Mm-hmm. I walked in. I couldn't mm-hmm. remember what floor she lived on. Anyway, I found it. She opened the door. She was actually still awake, and she saw that was a mess. Yeah. Um, you know, she she maybe stayed in her son's room. And then the police came we and to the hospital mm. uh you know and then my sister like was on the phone like why why would you do this like, i was literally an absolute mess mm-hmm. um so she told me to come and stay with her She's like, i didn't know you was homeless and you know we can't lose you like honestly she kind of put some sense into my head again um, I stayed with her so I moved back to Wolverhampton I stayed with her for about a month until I could get myself back on my feet mm-hmm. um, and I had to take a break from everything to re mm-hmm. reconsider and like just to understand what life is so to so kind of like fast forward a little bit um, I I started working as a personal trainer in Pure Gym
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and then I met I met someone special as in like so I feel like God put this person in my path and he was he, he used to kind of like you know just ask me questions we'd have you know little chats as well about um, you know the, the word he would have little chats about like certain things that he researched and I just found him super interesting mm. um, and so nice as well as in like just so vulnerable, so real. Like, you know, I remember mm. him breaking down to me, like, about what God had done for him, mm. even though I didn't understand at the time. I was like, oh, Wow, this big man's crying to me. Um, what do, I do with <laughs> these tears, you know? And I was like, Why is he crying? Mm. You know, what has he gone through? So then I was really intrigued that like, if you ever want to sit down for coffee, you know, we can read a word together. I was like, So, because I'm like, mm, but,